Oh, and Super Hot played a fuckload of Super Hot. Oh yes, yeah, that hot. game's great. Oh that my is my God, favorite game VR is so game. Cool. Absolute perfect VR. <laughs> You're punching someone, grabbing his gun, shooting someone else, picking up a throwing sword, hitting somebody, and then, like, you know, the round's over, you throw your gun, and you drop it like you're some <laughs> badass, but, like... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Reds Retro Gaming Podcast. It's our 51st episode, and I am Al. I'm Nick. I'm Kyle. He is Kyle! Hi, Kyle! Kyle's back! What's up? Oh, what's up, brother? It's great to have you back. Yeah, happy to be here. It's good to talk to you guys again. Absolutely. How have you been? As you can hear, I'm back I've been here. Been insanely busy with work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. It's just been kind of crazy. Um, we are switching to a new company, and the transition and everything has been a little crazy. Mm-hmm. It's Boy. been a lot of a lot of extra work, a lot of figuring out how we're going to move everything because a lot of it was done like. Um, so we're an insurance company, Al. You know, and uh, upstairs is like the claim section. So their their stuff is fairly simple, um, as far as like they're just like business as usual for now. We'll worry about everything later. Well, the IT section was like nothing was kind of planned, and it's just now getting into the planning phase of how to move this massive infrastructure over to the new company oh yeah i remember at one company like org level to like org to org and active directory was fucking hell yeah so it's it's going to be a little nuts moving emails is going to be nuts it's crazy because the old company keeps it has to have a say in what gets to be kept and what could go mm-hmm because it's it's you know it's their data it's their information it's their clients and everything like that so yeah. it, it's it's a little hairy um, but it's it's good I've been uh, keeping my same job role they they've kept me which is nice uh, and uh, yeah and it's just been a little bit of a little nuts and uh, I haven't really had a whole lot of gaming time because of it oh that's not fair. <laughs> No, I'm uh, studying for my Security Plus certification because they need a cybersecurity uh, guy. So, cool. That's also taking time away. That just tingled Nick's ears. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, do you, do you have that one, Nick? No, I don't have the certs, but I know of like getting certs is like you know the importance of them and and whatnot. Yeah. You know what? I don't think they're really that important. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, I'd say they're important. They're the the business like it's <laughs> important. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they're just getting that cert is just a way for these companies to make money on testing. Th- that's exactly well, it. that's that, definitely and that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, because I guarantee if I pass, if if and when I pass this test, they're gonna throw me into shit that I have still no idea what I'm doing. Like, you, know. you got this certification, you can do it, right? So you know everything about security now, right? Like, no, this is just the baby step of security. This is like. <laughs> this is the so. this is a start. <laughs> yeah. So, are you Kyle, uh, enough are you, about me? A, what about you guys? A, are you on a headset or a phone? I'm on a headset. Oh. Um, <laughs> Why? You can Do I sound awful? No, you sound great. It's just you're coming through real loud. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't. Let know me move that. the mic away. Yeah, just a little bit. All right. I'm just gonna hold the note, and you tell me when it's all right. Go ahead. Uh, Alex, <laughs> right there, right there. All right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Sorry. Good? Sorry, everybody. You know, gotta gotta check these things. No, man. Um, for one, it's it's great to hear from you. Uh, it's great to have you back. I've been wanting to talk just games and life in general with you for a while, and you know, it's it's been busy my way in a good way. I mean, I've I've been at GitHub over four months now, and um. It's it's incredible. It's the greatest job I've ever had. It's the greatest company I've ever worked for, and the greatest people that I've ever worked with. Oh, you guys at Penn Treaty were pretty goddamn close. So, um, but yeah, no, it's no. Just, your your gig sounds awesome. It, dude, it is, and there's no, there's no like, <clears throat> there's no being modest about it. Like, I just hope to hell I can keep this job for a very, very long time, and that they're around for a very long time because this is the first job I've had in a very long time. 
that like I'm really excited to get up and, and go to every day. Like I, I had the the unusual occurrence today where it's like, all right, I'm I'm off for the rest of this week because we're doing like Santa pictures with the kids and you know all that happy horse shit. And then my buddy Scott's coming up from Georgia tomorrow to visit with his wife and and their kid, and they're gonna meet our kids for the first time as we we haven't seen each other in years. So it's like, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm off the rest of the week, and I'm like, well, fuck, like. I mean, I'm glad I'm off, but I'm in the middle of some really cool shit. Like, I don't want to step away for two days. And I've never had that. Like, I've never had that with a job where I'm just, like, I'm excited for my Mondays. I'm excited to get back to work. It's just new challenges all the fucking time. Like, things just change there in a heartbeat. And for a project manager like me who likes to have the challenge of ever-changing, um... Not goalposts, I know that's unfair, but ever evolving where it's like in order to get to the goal line, it's like, oh, it would be even better if we could do this. And uh, and, and that's that's kind of what my job entails, you know, working with other teams cross-functionally and, and getting shit done. And I just, I fucking love it because like when you work in a place like this, you're working with, I mean, there's no other way to put it, like the fucking best of the best. Like, people that have come to this company have come from Google and from Microsoft. And it's like, at times, it kind of gives me that imposter syndrome. It's like, I, I came from fucking air products. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, but, yeah, it's it's just great. They they treat us awesome, and uh, I'm, I'm just having a blast. And uh, it's, it's definitely afforded us a much uh, a comfortable lifestyle for the first time in six years since I had kids. And, um, that's, that's really fucking nice not to be like literally getting ulcers over our finances every fucking month. That's great, man. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. And as part of that, as far as what about I've been up to, uh, I gave him a shout out last week. I'm going to give him a fucking shout out again. Glove box from the bad fodder figures, um, had gotten the new rift quest, uh, the Oculus quest, and he sold me his rift. For a hundred bucks. Nice. That's cheap, dude. And he's a good dude. Like I that's why I want to really give him a shout out. Like that was such an awesome thing to do. And you know, he just did it. He's like, You're my bud, and I know you're gonna use it and have a blast with it. And um I can't think of enough because it's all I've fucking done <laughs> since I got the <laughs> damn thing. Um I was a little worried, uh, you know, since it had been a year since I'd played around with Luke's that I'd be uh, like uncomfortable or motion sick. No, dude. Even after a year, I snapped right back into that thing. I was playing games. I think my first night I played like four hours, and uh, it didn't wow. bother me at all. And uh, so many cool games on that man. Like Kyle, you know because you have PSVR. In fact, Kyle is the first person to actually help uh, enable me to experience virtual reality. Uh, when I went over and played on his PSVR, I was I was so blown away, and um, it, it's incredible. It's an experience. It's like it's like playing a Nintendo for the first time all over again. Where you're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. this is a a new way to experience entertainment. I mean, right down to watching movies, man. Like you throw on a movie in VR. And you're sitting in front of a, you know, you could basically set it up to where you're in an IMAX. And (laughs) that's what it fucking looks like. And you fucking lean your chair back. I got a nice reclining gamer chair. And you're set. It's So I haven't done this yet, but have you watched any 3D movies? Mm, I have not yet. Because I heard they look look awesome in VR. I would assume so. I would assume so. And I would like to, I would like to try it. Um, I think... But my my PC doesn't have a an optical drive, but I'm sure I could get like the digital version of like I remember seeing the Hobbit in 3D, um, the the first one there and back again, and that was one of the first 3D movies that was like shot in 3D. Um, that was a yeah, big movie. Specific you know? purpose because of yeah, each it was it uh, Avatar was the other one. Uh, what was that, Nick? The, the the way uh, they filmed the Hobbit was very specific because um it's red. each eye got uh yeah I think it was red but it was, it was like each eye got twenty four frames per second essentially so yeah and it was 
it was, I mean, seeing that in 3D, there was just somebody like, oh, oh, neat, oh, cool. Yeah, it's like, well, for me, the most notable thing is because, you know, again, like, I guess I'm more susceptible to motion sickness. Like, there are certain 3D movies that I'd seen where it's like, there'd be certain scenes where it's just like, this doesn't feel right. And by, or, and or by the end of it, uh, I'd have like a slight headache. Yeah. Whereas walking out of Lord of the Rings, or not Lord of the Rings, uh, The Hobbit, excuse me, I had no headache. And yeah. I realized it was because of that 60 frames, like you were getting that full frame rate. And somehow, I guess, you know, my brain or eye slash eyes were able to slightly pick that up, that yeah. differential up. No, I, I agree. I think that's, that was, I, I didn't have any problems with it either. And I would, I would love, I would love to get that on VR. And I'm going to look into mm. that because even just watching, you know, regular movies in your, you know, Oculus or Steam room environment. Uh, is really awesome if you set up the right environment. Like, I have an environment that looks like a movie theater that I just switched to if I'm going to watch movies. And it looks good enough for me, man. Like, I'm, it, I've dimmed all the lighting in it to, to, to just do it just right. And I was kicking back, was it last night, watching the, the first episode of The Mandalorian again because I want to do a rewatch. Oh, nice. I want to do a rewatch with my wife and, and get caught up. And actually, I've only watched the first two. My brother-in-law and I watched it. And I've kind of, because I've really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I just want to binge this one. And uh, so I'm just going to, like, let a few of them stack up. And now we're at a point where it's like, all right, uh, Amber has seen all the Baby Yoda stuff. And now she wants <laughs> gotta, to watch gotta, it. got to go for the Baby Yoda. <laughs> and now she wants to watch it. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So, yeah, I mean, that's as far as that. I've been watching a lot of Disney+. Plus. I've been watching more fucking Disney+, Plus than the kids. It pisses me off. Uh, but at least I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Black Cauldron, Willow, it's all on there, man. It's great. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then, like I said, a lot of VR, playing a Gun Club VR quite a lot. Um, it's another Vive, uh, Viveport Infinity game. I used to love uh, shooting gallery games like Mad Dog McCree and Space Pirates uh, in the arcades, and to me, this is just a new extension of that, and it's Absolutely. all, oh, it's all real guns, and, like, you have to, like, you know, uh, I don't even fucking know the terms. Like, it says arm your gun, but basically, you know, chain, you know, doing the chamber, the whole thing, you gotta do the whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. get your pistol to fire, and it just feels good, it feels right. I've gone to a range and shot before, and uh, you unlock stuff like an RPG, you get money to buy better guns, or, you know, you can, all, I, I, I maxed out the uh, damage on my Glock 17 uh, <laughs> with zombie bullets. <laughs> because that's like the highest damage bullet you can buy in this game. And basically, uh, there's a mode called zombie mode at, at you know in the ranges where like zombies, like cardboard zombies, are coming at you and uh-huh. from all different angles and shit. And you basically have to you kill them with headshots. And uh, but the zombie bullets, you can eventually take them down with, like, three or four shots from a flaming zombie bullet. But it's just a lot of fun, and um, it's been... That's, like, a great stress reliever for me lately. I just fucking hooked that up and play it. I was playing that, and I was playing one I think you get a real charge out of, Nick, called Sky Worlds. You checked that out yet? Sky Worlds. It sounds familiar. Maybe on my wish list of, like, things that I wanted to eventually play. You'll get the Infinity, because it's on there, but it's, like... Uh, it's like a god game slash strategy um, with I don't know, kind of cartoony graphics, but like it's like this big giant circular board and like you take over sections of it with generals and there's management with food and all that stuff. And then the battles are basically managed by cards. You research to get different cards and a card could be a unit or a card could be a spell or a card could be... Um, you know, a, bo- a buff for units or whatever, and you have, like, X amount of cards in your deck. Like, I have six right now, and so they just continue to cycle. Mm-hmm. So I could throw an archer card down, throw a spell down, and throw this down, and you have, like, X amount of mana, you know, in your armband, and it recharges, like, every couple seconds. It'll charge a point. So I'm, like, chucking archers down, and then you see the unit appear on the battlefield, and it starts marching off towards the enemy buildings and units and stuff, and then you can, like, throw a fireball at enemy units and... And uh, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying that too. Um, but yeah, VR is fucking where it's at for me, man. And I've been playing Creed VR, sweating my ass off to that. 
And I just started Knockout Club. Knockout, the one you mentioned, Kyle. Knockout Kings? Mm-mm-mm. Well, that was the old game. But yeah, Knockout something. It's Knockout Club or whatever, the boxing game. Uh, this looks great. I played it for about 20 minutes. I've got to play more of this. It looks like Punch-Out on steroids. Like, you can eventually box a fucking octopus. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same one. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. It's really over the top, and it's, it's another good workout. Yeah. And I, I think that's one. probably my favorite part of VR. I mean, you both have now, like, we've all played VR. Um, oh, and Super Hot played a fuckload of Super Hot. Oh, yes. That game's great. That is my favorite VR game. Absolute perfect VR. The funny thing is, I had Super Hot, uh, I think it was via my Twitch account. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know, well, I say at one point they still does, but you know, they seem they, like they've lessened their free games uh, per month. Yeah, they're not that but, great uh, either w- anymore. W- it's mostly it's mostly like, you know, uh, packs or, you know, uh, cosmetics for games that exist already. So Or what sad. Game Pass had last month. Yeah, oh yeah, or something. Like I'm like noticing that. But, that between them and Epic and Game Pass, like they're yeah, all you'll, fucking you'll, giving away the same it. shit. Yeah, you'll get it one way or the other. Yeah. Uh but I remember they had Super Hot way back in the day, but I never played it. But it was like, oh, this is interesting. But the funny thing is I ended up playing Super Hot VR when it first came, you know, when it you know, when it hit uh, Infinity Vive and I loved the hell of it, and then went back and played the original, and it's like, wow, this is so much better in VR. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. Super Hot was, was made, made for, VR. for VR. Yeah, it absolutely was. Yeah, I mean, again, like, there are certain things that just show off how this is unlike anything you've ever played, ever done. You know, this is something totally new, and that's one of them, man. Like, you you said it, Nick. It's, you're fucking Neo. You get to be Neo. Dude, and you have to look so ridiculous, too. Like, in the game, you're like you're punching someone grabbing his gun shooting someone else picking up a throwing sword hitting somebody and then like you know the round's over you throw your gun or you drop it like you're some badass <laughs> but like i really want a video of what i really look like while i'm yeah. doing all this <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. my chest was having a riot when i was playing because <laughs> they're like you are doing the weirdest like yoga moves <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and it's worse for the PlayStation because you got these two awkwardly glowing pink balls that you're like at the end of the wand <laughs> So it's just like, what the fuck is this? Wave my ice cream going at you. Yeah, oh. take that, glowy so orange guy. Don't forget the the coffee cup. Got to throw the coffee cup. Oh, for, or like the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it is really awesome, and that's pretty much all I'm going to be playing, um, for quite some time. And then the only other thing I was playing a little bit on my PS4. I've been doing an Uncharted uh, replay through. Oh, nice. And I'm just about to the end of Uncharted 2. Um, I'm, I'm looking, I've, I've, I, the last one I obviously bought was the third one, which I had beaten on PS3, and I'm very much looking forward to, because Uncharted 4 is on PS now, and I'm looking forward to playing through that, so I, I love that series. If you've never played that series, it's a great, um, Saturday night movie kind of, like, pulp uh, vibe with like you know Indiana Jones style, like if uh, Nathan Fillion was the star, <laughs> like Firefly and Indiana Jones, but it's not in space, just the attitude. Uh, great stuff. But yeah, that's what I've been Sweet. doing. What are you, how about you, Nick? Hey, oh. wait, hang on, I got a, I got a quick question. Um, did uh, do you have No Man's Sky on PC? Mm-hmm. Did they release a VR for that yet? Yes, I know it's did. on PS4. Did yeah, you try that yet or not? They did release a VR Nick in the last patch on PC. I, I, I then I haven't, I haven't tried it on VR yet. Actually, I have not either. No, I haven't either. Luke has. Uh, oh, no, 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 wait, wait. I, I take that back. I, I did do it one night. I did do it one night and actually had a lot of fun with it, but it, it bugged out at one point. I was on the space station. Okay. And the floor disappeared, <laughs> and somehow I wandered <laughs> off into an area that I had no idea how to like reverse it and get back to my ship. <laughs> but I, I, but I, but I will say I do remember. Yeah, I, I did. I did it like on the latter half. Like I was doing one game and it ended really short. So I'm like, oh, I'll try out. You know, No Man's Sky in VR. And it, it flying around in space and just walking around on a planet like normal is like absolutely beautiful. Right. Awesome. I'm gonna try that this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna absolutely give it a try worth too. it. Don't go into the space station because <laughs> you might get trapped. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. All right, Nicholas, what have you been up to? Uh, not not too much. I but I can say I finally sold the old house. 
Nice. One grass, two smoking barrels. Bam, gone. <laughs> it's gone. I'm, I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. No more I have to worry about it. Nice. Uh, but but uh, gaming-wise, uh, finally, finally getting around to playing uh, some Red Dead Redemption. Oh, and, Red Dead 2. Yeah, on, on PC, and man, does that thing look good. And, like, just, like, the opening sequence with, like, the whole, you know, snowy mountain pass. Like, oh. I was, like, look, I was like looking at the snow, like, mesmerized by the snow and just, like, how good it looked. And just, like, walking through it, it's like, man, it's, like, looks fantastic. You have that on Xbox as well, right? Uh, no, just PC. Oh, I'm sorry, Todd, PC. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I have it on PC as well. Um, I bought that the day it came out because I was so excited to see what it looked like. And, oh, my God, on PC, like, you're, you're literally sitting there going, Rockstar, you're, you're just fucking showing off now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, you're just, you're just insulted. You're, like, flipping off everybody going, go ahead, top that shit. Yeah, that game is absolutely gorgeous. Where are you at right now? Uh, well, so I just got past like the basically the whole intro sequence. I'm starting to get into the open world, and funny enough, like I started like you know uh, wandering around. It's like you know what? I actually just want to do all the like this naturalist stuff. I want to see more animals and <laughs> try mm-hmm. and like track them down. And like I don't want to play the main game. I just want to do this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, welcome to why that game has about 130 hours recorded by me. <laughs> It's a very easy game to just live, like walk around and yeah. camp out and look at like, you know, the fucking sky and hunt some animals and cook some food and I don't know. Like it's it's one of my favorite games for just open world immersion. I I put it right up there equally with uh The Witcher 3. Same kind of deal. I believe it. I believe it. Mhm. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're enjoying that. I I figured you would. Um, I'm I'm eager to hear what you think as the story goes on. As, as it develops, yes. Uh, and of course, the big twist. Like I, I can't wait to hear what you think of the whole game. Like It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's my brother-in-law's favorite game of all time. Um, I'm still, no, I'm still trying to place it because they, they mentioned John Marston in the intro sequence there. As, oh, yeah, no, as, it's like, bef- one of your this party is before. Members. This so is, yeah, so this is this is a prequel essentially to Red Dead One. Okay, so you're right at the beginning then, because like, oh yeah, the, yeah, the, right at the beginning, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because the second thing you do, they're gonna be like, John hasn't come back yet, and uh, you set out with uh, what's his name? Uh, well, no, yeah, ah, uh, the Mexican guy. I can't, I can't remember his name in the the, the group. Uh, Javier, Javier Escuela, um. I think that's his last name. But Javier and you actually go out searching for John because he hasn't reported back in yet. And you'll actually find out how he got his scarves on his face. Did I lose you guys? Hello? I'm still here. Alright. Did we lose Nick? Did we lose Uh, Nick? There he is. There you go. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Uh, no, I was just saying. Uh, did, you... did the floor open up again and you <laughs> fell through it? Yeah. Right. Did you hear that no, whole I... thing I was saying? Like this is. Yeah, a... yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think I'm past that part because he, he he gets half eaten by the wolves essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I got that. Like we got out of the mountains is is about as far as I've gotten. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. So, so this yeah, is pretty so, cool. yeah. So it's like, oh, that that, that the wolf you know attack is basically his scars. Like that's how he got it. Yep. So. All right, cool. I cannot wait to hear what you think. I know uh, Captain Mike over at Bad Father Father Figures will be another one because I was like that was a favorite uh, for for a lot of us, and you'll you'll see it's very very good. So that's awesome. Well, shit, that's what we've been playing. Uh, let's move on to release highlights. I got to admit, folks, I haven't um, I haven't done my usual homework. It's been a very busy uh, week and a half with Christmas bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand this time of year why some dads just fucking flip a screw and go homicidal and just go out for a pack of cigarettes and never come home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, as far as releases that are coming out, um, I know we we talked last time. Jedi Fallen Order has come out. Have you played that yet, Nick? I have. I have yet to pick it up. Like I probably I do want to pick it up, but I, I basically I got to get through my backlog of other stuff that I want to do. So it'll probably Good. be a bit, and by that point, maybe it'll be on disc. 
Yeah, hold off on that until you uh, get done with the old Red Dead there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that is the plan. <laughs> um, as far as stuff that's coming out... Uh, what the hell? I, uh, there's a new one today I was actually really intrigued about. Vampire the Masquerade... What was it? The Blood Coterie? Uh... What is that? Let me let me pull this up. But I I literally just uh, coteries of New York. It I don't know if it's a visual novel or it kind of looks like one of those games, like a Danganronpa game, but it's with the Vampire the Masquerade role playing set. Um, it looks interesting. Not sure if it's something I'm gonna pick up. Uh, but I will say, like, we're kind of in this really cool adventure game revolution right now, or or like kind of new golden age. Um, cause I, I'm playing what I'm pretty convinced. This is it. Like I've been putting in like 20 minutes here and there on this game, but I'm convinced like this is the current generation's, uh, Planescape Torment. Mm. Uh, it's called Disco Elysium. Um, it is an amazing adventure game in like kind of a alternative universe, communist uh, dystopian, but not like nuclear dystopian, just like government oppression. Uh, it's really hard to explain, but like the mechanics of it are so cool. Like when you create your character, you kind of create a class and it's a lot of like mental power and, and ticks and, and, and stuff like that, that like your skills come through in as like conversations fighting with your mind as far as, like, how to act and what skill to use in a conversation. Um, and the story and the writing is just awesome. Like, it's some of the best I've seen in a game in a long time. And I've probably only played this for about two hours. So, um, I know that's, that's like, a big thing. And I guess the big news, obviously, this week uh, is tomorrow is the Video Game Awards. Ah, yes. And uh, that one is kind of in a couple of categories, like, you know, best indie title and, and uh, surprise in that. Are, are you guys, any of you guys planning on watching the uh, video game awards? Or the game awards? Not live. Say? Yeah, I'll probably Not live, I'll stream it. it. Yeah, I'll probably, you know, go back and catch it later. Yeah. Nice. Are you, uh, where is, where's the, uh... I don't want to buy tickets. There, I wanted to go over the voting list. Some of these I thought were interesting. Um, like Game of the Year. Here's the nominees for Game of the Year. This this has me a little head scratchy. Control, uh, which I did not get to play. That looked I, interesting. That, that did, it looked I, interesting. I did want to like eventually get around to it. Yeah. Yep, it looked interesting. Death Stranding, which I love. Of course. <laughs> Resident Evil 2, which I'm guessing is a remake. <laughs> which they uh, announced today the, uh, I think it's the remake of 3 is going to be coming out. That's uh, that's Nemesis, right? I'm not sure. It didn't have no. a subtitle to it. It just said Resident Evil 3 being, it wasn't even a remaster. It was like a remake. So. I think that's the whole thing. With the Resident Evil Two one is a remake as well. If, if Resident Evil Three is the one, I think it is, that's the one with uh, Nemesis. I remember playing with my buddy Scott, who's coming up tomorrow. Where it's like you're walking down a hallway, and this hulking mutant mess would just bust through the wall and be like, "Star!" He's got a rocket launcher <laughs> on his shoulder. Mm. But uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Mm -hmm. that's, that's another one I heard was great. I just never got around to playing it. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh yeah, got my vote. The Smash Bros. It's a great game. I, I play <laughs> it pretty much every time my brother-in-law comes up. Um, and now I have a Switch, so I can actually play it with him, which would be kind of fun. Uh, that that is a great game, man. That they, uh, I don't think there's ever been an iteration of that game that wasn't good. Uh, let's see. And then finally, and I, I would have been pissed if this was overlooked. The Outer Worlds. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, I would fully expect it to make it. I I expect the Outer Worlds to take it. I think that's been a really surprise, uh, awesome game, and uh, I don't know. It deserves it, man. Uh, let's see. For action adventure, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Borderlands Three. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. An obvious nomination there. 
Uh, control again. Again, okay. Death Stranding again. Uh, Resident Evil 2 again. And then The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Did you get that one, Kyle? The remake? I, uh, yeah, I did. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought they did a fantastic job with it. Um, if you played the original and liked it, I would highly recommend it. If you didn't play the original, I would still recommend it. Wow. Okay. That might be one I picked up at some point. And then Sekiro. Yeah, no, you should. Sekiro gets it again. Uh, where was the... There was some interesting... There were categories that were just like, okay. I was really... Uh, I was excited about this one. Content Creator of the Year. Uh, we have Courage, Dr. Lupo, Ewok, Black Eagle Ops. <laughs> right. <laughs> If only, if only. But then it got into stuff like esports coach. I don't know any of these people. Esports event. Uh, that like I, I voted the uh, Overwatch League Grand Finals. That was great to watch. I had a great time watching that. Uh, it feels like it's falling into a weird category of like you know obviously like the video games like. They've had these, yeah, like these we weird categories where like most of them like make sense. It kind of mirrors what you see with like you know the um, like the Emmys and uh, right. the Oscars, where you have like you know you know best you know X best best Y and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then then you have the more like sports Hall of Fame side of things, where it's like yeah, you have like the best team, the best coach, and, it's like, and that's what this what? is. And to me, it's like I don't feel like this fits here. Am I the only yeah, one? Yeah. Well, yeah, it may, maybe call me more old school. Do I love watching eSports stuff? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's oh, very yeah. intriguing. And, and you know, it's a growing, I think it's a growing, demo, you know, not demographic, but, you know, kind of entertainment A style, growing sport. You know, I think it is a growing sport. Yeah. Like, and, and alongside, you know, you know, streaming and whatnot is like, you know, it's kind of like this emergent thing. But, yeah, at the same time, it's like for a video game award show, I yeah, I, I just... It doesn't feel like it belongs. Like yeah, that's what like, I mean. I was... Like this is supposed to be about games. Like I'm not saying that esports isn't about games, but I feel like games are not the focus in these categories. Like esports event, yeah. esports game of the year. Okay, that I can see. Like you know what game was super popular for esports? Well, uh, even down to you know possibly even content creator. Yeah, you know, granted, like you know YouTube has their own version of it, but that makes right. sense for YouTube and. Um, I don't know if Twitch does a specific award show of anything. You'll be up for it. Don't do, worry. Or... I already wrote somebody. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like, like even that, I don't know, like is a borderline question. Because, you know, I can see what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it feels a lot of like shoehorning in. It's like, hey, if we start yeah. adding these, these starts adding legitimacy. Like, which I don't have a problem with, like, you know, making, you know, this type of thing more legitimate to the more public, you know, yeah. no, audience I'm with you, I'm with you, but it's like it just doesn't feel like it it's fits. It's weird. It, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like the next category is esports host. And yeah. then <laughs> esports, like, esports like a, are, player, like esports team. Like, again, like if there was an esports award show, you know, something yeah, you know, akin to like the yeah, you know, there's like the NFL Hall of Fame and you know, all the various you know leagues and one I have their own version of it type of thing. Three years ago, I came it's like, to Canton, Ohio, with two very bad knees. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you look at that. It's like was was there an award for John Madden best best announcer in the booth type of thing? It's like <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, you get that. You got a doink and you got mustard on it. <laughs> Come back to Tadaka, <laughs> boom, aces the place. Very <laughs> helpful hardware, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, I don't know. Like again, I'm not against it, but I just feel like this is the wrong. It's the wrong yeah, avenue for it. It, it. it just feels awkward. It yeah. feels awkward. It, like you said, right. it feels shoehorned in. Mm. Anyway, um, I guess some other quick news. Uh, Google Stadia. Kind of getting back to that. I still have not. <laughs> I have not played it myself, but I do have to kind of take a step back uh, because I, I have talked to some people in the podcast community who have played it uh, very recently who have you know who bought it got their stuff uh, Captain Mike over at Bad Fodder Figures um, Glovebox over at Bad Fodder Figures got like the Founders Editions and uh, you know I, I, they kind of have been reserving judgment until they really got to sit down and play it and Mike said it plays absolutely fine, plays great, and he's not, 
I mean, he's out in the New England area, you know, so it's not like we're running on Silicon Valley's fucking network infrastructure. So, um, he said it was great. He said he, he didn't really notice any lag. Um, Globebox was saying the same thing. So, it might do a little better than I'm thinking. Uh, I think I mentioned this an episode or two ago. Um, I literally called out my internet provider on Twitter Basically saying, yeah, Stadia is never going to work with companies like, you know, Blue Ridge Cable, who have draconian data caps, and their head of, like, whatever got in touch with me on Twitter, and he's like, well, we're getting rid of those in November. I was like, well, finally, <laughs> good <laughs> on you. I retweeted him. I'm like, this is what you do to fucking win your customers back. Not like I can go anywhere else. But no, I, I mean, it, <laughs> it does seem like data caps are going away, which is a really good thing, and I think that's the only way this is going to work. Uh, but it does sound like it's, it, you know, looked pretty good, played pretty good. So I'll kind of reserve judgment until I get to uh, sit down and maybe play with it myself someday. It's going to have to fucking fight with my Rift helmet for any of my time at this point. Uh, my Rift, whatever. What do we call these anyway? Are they helmets? Headset. Headset. Headsets. Headsets. Man, I'm getting fucking old. I don't like that at all. <laughs> what do we call this? No, what is this single contraption? Get off my porch! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Kyle, Nick, you guys got any news or anything uh, newsworthy you want to share? I've been so out of the loop the past couple of weeks, man, I got nothing. <laughs> I hear you, Bubba. I hear you. I'm, I'm sorry. I am not contributing as much to coming back. But, uh... <laughs> so so what are you looking forward to playing once you get back into some gaming time? What's What's kind of got your interest right now? So I got to finish, um, I got River City Girls a couple weeks ago, uh, and I got about halfway through it, and I'd like to finish that first before I really jump on anything else. What are your impressions Uh, of that one? Because I know you're a big River City Ransom fan. Yeah, so it's it's similar. Um, It's it's good. The fighting mechanics are good. Uh, you still have to go in shops to like level up. You still have to go get like different gear and everything. And you learn there's a dojo where you learn moves. So there's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a it's just a fun beat 'em up. I think the original's still better, but this one has a fun story. The the, the okay. characters are likable and they're really goofy, but they're 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 cool to play as. And uh, yeah, if you like River City Ransom, you're gonna like this too. All right, well, shit, I'll take yep. that. Um. I got my kids for Christmas uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. I want to play that so bad now that I have a Switch. I told you I got a Switch, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, I, got, I got your friend code on there, man. Yeah, right? duh, no shit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, I can't... All right. Let's talk about that real fucking quick, okay? Yeah, now, it's terrible. I love my Nintendo Switch. But Jesus, ape fucking Christ, Nintendo. Like, you're... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, I, I realize, you know, as much as I want to bitch about their tile system sometimes and this and that, Xbox has spoiled the shit out of me when it comes to online interaction, getting in touch with my friends to play games, sending a friend a message, whatever I want to do from a, a reach out and talk to someone perspective, they've made it so easy. I just realized this week, I can't send you a message if I want to. <laughs> like, I can't be like, yo, Kyle, what you playing, B? Yeah, we'd have to have the that. Nintendo app, but it, just send me a text. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know. I don't, call a it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. Um, and, and I think it sucks, too, that uh, it, they're using the same method that they used for the Wii and the Wii U. I don't even and know neither if you do one of those Wii, but at least the Wii U. No, it was terrible back then too. So you think they would have learned by now? Oh, and it's on the, huge it's the DS as well. System was like <laughs> million. Digits. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. And we're the, like, I, I was gonna say the DS was the same shit. Yeah, yeah, 3DS is the exact same. So I don't. I mean, it works for them, I guess. I, but I, I, as much as people complain, you think they would have been like, maybe we should rethink this. It's just bad. Like, it does not encourage multiplayer gaming. Like, I don't even think there's a way. Like, if I wanted to play Pokemon Sword or Shield with you, like... Yeah, there would be a way. Uh, we could figure that out. That can't be that bad. I mean... I hope not. I don't know. But, well, I got my kids in for Christmas, too, so... Uh, well, hopefully I'll which finish... Which is uh, another... 
I'll finish Dragon Quest. I'm actually right looking. Now. I'm actually looking forward to playing it. So it's I haven't awesome. got to play any of that yet. It's awesome. I have Sword. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, I think that might be this. This might be a little bit of a shorter of an episode. I think we all have a kind of a hard out in ten minutes, and I did want to get to a couple of things. Um, the question of the bye week, I thought was a good one. This was actually uh, suggested, submitted uh, by our recent guest co-host Luke, uh, who you all heard last week, two weeks ago, whatever. And uh, I thought it was a good question, so I said, all right, we'll roll with that. And it was, at what point do you decide to stop playing the game you are hooked on to play another one? Mm. And I, I, this had me thinking for a bit. So, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, our first response on that thread is me to a fucking T. It's why I put over 100 hours into Red Dead 2 before I got to the end <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll read that one, and then does anybody else have the save point up? Do you want to continue reading the other replies? There's only two. <laughs> I do not have it up. All right, so um, the first reply was from our pal Troy Games. Um, typically, I play the game until just before the end. I don't want to complete the game because I know I won't play it anymore. I want to finish more of the side stuff, so I start knocking out side quests. The games start to get boring, and a new game comes out. I then repeat the cycle of almost finished games over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> our responses are going to sound so similar. <laughs> <laughs> and then our buddy Josh, Josh Ian that we used to work with, said, uh, when a new DLC for a favorite game comes out, if anyone needs me, I'll be in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check that yeah, one that's out. True. That, that, that DLC dropped, didn't it? I gotta check that out because he has been raving about that game uh, for quite some time. He's been playing it a lot, and I I know it got kind of lukewarm lukewarm reviews, but Josh has really good taste in games. Like if he says a game is good and he's dumping hours into it, there is a hook. There is something in there that is going to get you hooked and keep you playing. So I I definitely want to check it out. I think, like, uh, it's not necessarily a problem. It, it, it came out the same time as another, like, animal simulator. I don't think it was, like, a dinosaur game. Mm. But, uh, like, uh, I think there was a zoo, zoo game that came out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that was it. Yeah, it, like, it, I want to say it came out around the same time as Jurassic Park game. And unless you were, like, a Jurassic Park fan, you know, it was like you weren't really going to necessarily go for it. Yeah. So I think that would have may have been what led to kind of lukewarm where it's like, you know, people are kind of split because like two, you know, similar genre games, albeit one more modern animals and other ones like dinosaurs yeah. came out. So yeah, no, that's, that's a fair call. What, all right. So what about you, Nick? Uh, at what point do you decide to stop playing a game that you're hooked on? So I, like it's, it's an excellent question. So for me, it boils down to probably the type of game. And what I'm doing, and you know, the, conceivably how long I think it is till the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll take recently, you know, um, the Outer Worlds. Like I was hooked on this thing. Like I, I could not put it down. Um, you know, you know, I'll be, I'll be like playing through it, look up, and you know, several hours have passed. It's mm-hmm. like no, <laughs> no way. It's like I, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Um, like that one. You know, like if it's hooked me that good, uh, and you know, it's also a sign of a good game. I think. Uh, like I'm, I'm going to, be, I'm going to be it all the way to the end and, and rarely anything's going to really interrupt it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless like it's, it's a quick, like pick up, put down game, something like, you know, like, you know, like my world of warships where it's like, yeah, I can jump into a match and jump out. And, yep. You know, there, there's no story to world warships versus, you know, the story of outer worlds. Like, okay, it's pretty compelling. I'm hooked on it. it you know, it's like a good book. Um, and and that's pro- that's probably it. So like a, a game like Red Dead Redemption Two, like hands down, I know it will be multi hours, so many oh, yeah. rabbit holes to fall down into, that it'll be one of those like I'll be dabbling in it all the time. Um, you know, I, I know nothing will be su- you know probably super compelling in it, mm-hmm. and I'm not expecting it to be compelling. Uh, so it- just wait. <laughs> it, I, just wait, yeah, maybe, I will maybe, say maybe, maybe. it's a damn good story. It's a damn good story. 
Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's a bad story, but like, is it gonna is it gonna hook me the same way? Um, Outer Worlds did. I, I think like, Outer I, Worlds I is a fucking rarity, dude. Like, I again, I put that. I'll put Outer Worlds up there with Planescape Torment, and I'm not even sure. done with it yet for similar reasons. <laughs> and you know, it, the and you know, again, I think it boiled down to like Outer Worlds kind of perfected what it was trying to do like it wasn't trying to you know do two things super long you know it's it's definitely not a long game in retrospect compared to like new vegas or something where you can just wander around you know again like a red dead 2 where it's like this open world and you can wander around for ages like uh, it's yeah, it's definitely more on the succinct side but i think that works to an advantage in that it's like you know it's not consuming a lot of your time trying to do so yeah no that's that's totally fair kyle what about you what makes you put down a game you're hooked on? Uh man, that's a tough one. I was thinking about this one all day, actually. Um, what makes me put down a game? I, I, don't, I don't really have an answer. Generally, if I'm, like, really hooked on a game, I don't put it down. I try to, like, I, I go after all the little nooks and crannies and try to get all the little side quests, or the ones that interest me anyway. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I you're probably the only one out of the three of us that will actually finish a game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I think I can think of that would make me put down a game is if just another game that I know I'm gonna love. Like, so let's say I'm in the middle of uh, I don't know, uh, like a Nino Cooney, and I'm like halfway through, and then like a, a Zelda drops. Like, I know I'm gonna like Zelda more, so like I'm just gonna dive into that, or at least I'm more interested to play that. Like, that's when I'll put a game I'm hooked on down, just because I know there's a better game. Yeah, that's out get, there. So, did you get the Nino Cooney remaster for your Switch yet? I did. Yeah? <laughs> it's more of a port for the Switch than a remaster. If you really want the remaster, get the PS4 version. But okay. I, I don't know. Anything for me is like, okay, I can get it for the PS4, or I can play it on the go. I got I got to say, that that's my, my dearest love with the Switch. Not just playing it on the go, but I could sit and play it on the couch while my wife's watching Walking Dead or something. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I, I was just like, you know what? I don't really need a remaster. I like the game the way it was originally. It's I'm just happy to game. be able to play it, it again. It doesn't need to be remastered. Yeah, so. Um, let's... Yeah, I would have to go with that. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was not surprised by that. I think you, out of out of the three of us, I, I, I know you're, you're... It's not that you're a completionist. You're an endingist. Like, you, you generally play games till you beat them before you start looking I do. at other stuff. Yeah, I, I like not... to see them through. I'm not like that. Um, and it's been commented on several podcasts that Al plays a lot of games. <laughs> uh, and I do. And I think, for me, I've been playing games for so long. And, you know, like many of us, I've been playing... I had an Atari 2600 when I was, like, five years old. So, or younger than that, because I got a Nintendo shortly thereafter. But anyway... So I've played a ton of games and I've experienced a bunch of mechanics and so there's there's certain things that hook me and one of them is a really good open world where the world is something I want to live in. Uh, Red Dead 2 is a perfect example of that. Like literally playing that I felt like I was like alright I'm, I'm kicking back. It's been a, I just you know fenced a wagon over in Emerald Hills for an extra 40 bucks, and now I just want to chill, have some coffee, and uh, stare at the stars or some shit. Like, I get in a weird, immersive game, you know, emergent gameplay when I play a lot of that stuff. And if there is something that really facilitates my imagination like that, I'll get really hooked on it. Uh, and Red Dead 2 is actually one of a handful of games that I bought it, and I played it till I beat it. Um, the other problem I run into is that some games... And I still love them, and I still play them, but the, the amount of time for an open-world game that it is going to take for someone like me to beat it, because I keep discovering new things or new mechanics that I just want to like play to death. Odyssey is a great example. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I have almost 300 hours in at this point. Um, and I've enjoyed the shit out of every one of them. The story is incredible. Uh, I'm sure I could have beat it within 100 hours. But um, that's a game I love just walking around in uh, and exploring. And what happens is, another game that I'm really, really interested in, I forget about, is coming out. And it comes out that week, and it's like, well, shit, now I gotta go play that. Check it out, I've been waiting for that for a year. 
And uh, that, that lately, I think that's been happening quite a lot. Um, but it generally has to be something I'm really, like, interested in or a new, like, just if, if it's something, like, off-the-wall new, and this has been the bad thing with Steam and its recommendation library, is I'm starting to find a lot of these, like, indie games and roguelikes, which are, like, you know, the oldest type of open-world games, and someone will come around and do something new, and it's like, well, shit, I want to go check that out, and I'll check it out, and I'll play it for two days, and then what I was playing is already on the back burner, and then something else comes out, and, you know, it's a horrible cycle, but... <laughs> like, Luke kind of had me pegged a long time ago. If Al's got more than twenty hours into it and he's telling you it's good, it's worth a buy. It's a good game, yeah. It's, it's worth a buy. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he's right. Like uh, for a game to hook me longer than twenty hours, it's got to be pretty fucking good. Um, The Witcher. I'm like, I am so determined to get to the fucking end of The Witcher Three. <laughs> I've gotten like seventy five percent through that game. Uh, multiple times, but I'm playing it again on PC just because, again, I finally have a computer that can run it well and beautifully, and to me, that's just like experiencing the game all over again, and uh, my god, that game looks beautiful on a good computer. Um, so, yeah, in general for me, um, all, all it really takes is something new, something original, something doing something that uh, is is a little different than what we've seen before, uh, or especially if it's in a franchise or a genre I like. Like, if they make another cowboy game tomorrow, I'll fucking drop everything I'm playing to go play it. Like, I love westerns. I love the theme of, of you know, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly and shit like that. It's why I, I adored the Red Dead Redemption games, played the hell out of them, pretty much was completionist on all of them, you know, on Red Dead 1 and 2, and, and all the stuff they had with it. Uh, just because I love that genre of history that never happened <laughs> as far as the Wild West goes. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop everything for that kind of game. Like, I could be hooked on something like crazy, and then Red Dead 3 comes out tomorrow. Yep, see ya. I'm taking off for a week. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, alright, um... I think that will bring us to the end of the podcast. I would like to just uh, give everybody a chance, you know, some uh, shout-outs. Um, uh, we'll start with you, Kyle. Anything you want to shout-out, anything you're doing, anything you want to promote? <laughs> uh, no, just thanks to you guys for letting me float in and out when I get the chances to. Yeah, anytime. We love you. I you're a cornerstone. That. You're a keystone. Oh, that's, that's thanks, what... guys. I appreciate that. Well, come on, man! Like we started this, like you—you've got the open seat. I'm always—it's always great to have you on board, man. And I'm really happy you're—you're you're back. I hope you're able to to fit more in, and just because I love—I've always loved talking games with you. That's where this whole whole fucking thing started, man. And it was why I always knew Nick would be a good fit because this was like this was our lunch conversation every week at work, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, no, thank, thank you, uh, my first shout-out is definitely to you, Kyle. Uh, so, but, uh, oh, Nick, thanks, buddy. Nick, any, uh, any, anything you want to promote? Why don't you, why don't you tell us about your, uh, your little competition this week? Because I thought that was pretty fucking impressive. There's a competition this week? Your clan thing, sorry. Uh, oh! <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a big shout-out to my clan. Uh, so we we were making our final push in this last uh, clan war season. We got to 75th in the overall North American service, so I'm really proud of those guys. Uh, they, you know, they put in a lot of hard work this season, and uh, yeah, hopefully we do better next season. That's really awesome, though, man. I mean, compared to the, the volume of people you guys go up against, like... Oh, yeah. That's really impressive. Uh, I was not able to stop by. I'm sorry about that, but I did hear Travis stop by for a bit. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. On, on uh, Sunday, he was able to stop by you know, my opening sequence with Red Dead. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I'm gonna have to keep an eye out for your Red Dead streams because I love watching that game through like somebody new experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun to watch. So yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna be playing that most Sundays for a little bit at least. You know, <laughs> you will probably be playing that for quite some time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's a hard one to put down, to be honest. So, all right, then uh, they'll come to me. I would just uh, again shout out to Kyle. Thank you for showing up, man. I know you've had a shit ton of stuff going on. I really appreciate you coming by, and uh, I mean, as I've said before, you're a cornerstone of this podcast. So. 
you know, if you have to float in and out until you can, uh, sorry, show up here regularly, you are obviously welcome to do that, whatever works for you. Uh, it's just great to hear from you and great to know you're okay. And uh, other than that, we'll shout out, obviously, the people still listening, still pushing us. Uh, we are just, again, we continue to keep growing, which is just awesome. And um, I'm working on getting some more interviews with legends of the industry. I'll leave it at that right now. We're, we're talking to somebody I've always wanted to talk to on Twitter. And it's just a matter of getting schedules to match because this person is very busy. But, oh, my God, I can't wait to have them on here. That is going to be a lot of fun. Um, shout out to Everyday Gamers. Uh, they're kind of on a hiatus right now, but I still love those guys. And I can't wait till they get back on the air. Bad Fodder Figures, Mike, Matt, Eric, and Jeremy. Even though Jeremy has not been on in quite a while, uh, Jeremy is uh, this just, uh, he's a VR Sherpa. Like, if there was an Everest of VR, he'd be the guy taking you up it and probably dying on the way just so you could get to the top. <laughs> uh, no, Jeremy is uh, really knowledgeable in VR. He's on the save point, and he'll pretty much comment on, on many VR posts. Because uh, I, I would say, you know, I'm a recent big believer, but he really is a big believer in the medium. He plays it a ton. He really enjoys it. And if you ever have any questions... Uh, post something in the save point uh, as far as VR. I know Jeremy will be one of the first people to jump on it uh, if it's not me or Nick or Kyle or anyone else that's regularly playing VR. But he, he's one of the people that really showed me, like, points me to the games that will really open your eyes and be like, holy crap, like this? This is really something. Uh, oh, and on Viport Infinity, I recommend Groundhog Day 2, like Father, like Son. I keep hearing good things about that. It's fantastic. Just do it. Just do it. Just play it. Trust me. If you love the movie, like, it's, I'm, I'm not even close to done with it yet. I literally sat on a couch playing an acoustic guitar, and I realized that the chord progressions it allowed you to play was Pink Floyd's mother. So I <laughs> sat here in my room, <laughs> fake VR strumming an acoustic guitar. <laughs> mother, do you think that? And my wife just thinks I'm a fucking weirdo. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, shout out to Bad Fodder Figures, uh, shout out to Gabe and Ed and all the gang over at Married to the Games, um, and then finally, uh, Denny and the crew at Tap the Craft, uh, they just, they had two recent really great episodes on the history of beer, uh, I cannot recommend them enough, they're so knowledgeable about the subject itself, and, beer brewing and different methods in general. Like, again, I'm, I'm really starting to get into this because I'm going to be brewing. I'm getting the stuff to, like, again, start brewing again myself probably in the spring. So I've been listening to this a lot to kind of get some pointers, and uh, I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's just fun. Even if you have no interest in brewing beer, it's it's a very fun listen. Uh, and, you, and if you enjoy or, or are curious about enjoying beer, they can kind of point you in the right direction for stuff that's that's obviously better than Bud and uh, Michelob and all that. Not a problem if you enjoy that, but if you want to experience some really off-the-wall beers, uh, it's a good podcast to listen to. And with that, we will close episode 51? Yeah, 51. 51. Uh, and if you want to reach us and hang out with us, I always point everybody recommend you go to tiny.cc slash savepoint. Join our Facebook uh, book club for games. Uh, you can email us at theretrorents at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at theretrorents and then individually at retrorentsal, at Black Eagle Ops, and at Bradley underscore Shirk. He might have two tweets to his name, but I'll fucking ping him every time. That's right, Kyle. <laughs> and then I didn't even remember I had Twitter. Oh, that's right. I'll make you remember. And then we are <laughs> we are on Twitch also at Retro Reds L at Kibitz for Kyle at Black Eagle Ops for Nick. Um, and other than that, thank you again everybody for listening. Thank you for everybody that pushes the show. And uh, I I gotta say thank you to the people that have come on here uh, that have given us interviews in the past. I I really appreciate you know the Coles and Christy Marks and and. and a lot of the legends of the industry continue to just, hey, how's it going? And we really had fun interviewing with you guys. And I know uh, Corey and Lori 
uh, personally thanked us for having them on recently. Uh, I know I mentioned last episode, uh, Summer Days at Hero U made their Kickstarter, and then some. I mean, they did very well, and uh, they were very thankful for coming on, and thankful to anybody on here uh, that did support the game. So, And as am I, because I always believe in their work. I think they're doing great things. So, uh, again, thank you to everybody that comes on and, and does an interview here, and it's always great to be able to talk to them. And I cannot wait for the next potential interviewee. It's going to be awesome. Other than that, I'll just leave everybody with the usual. Have fun, play games, and uh, don't be dicks. Don't be dicks. There you go. There's a Kyle. What about you? There's a Kyle. Become the dick. What? Become, become, become the, the dick. dick. Don't be Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Catch you next time. Peace. <laughs> Later. <laughs>